Love Talk Radio. Carol Francis, and we are speaking to Australia, New Zealand, France, Spain, Portugal, United Kingdom, Ireland, and we've reached into Norway. China is even tuned in. Welcome. Glad all of you, and of course, the entire United States and Canada. We welcome you. Hey, Latin America, let's get you in here as well. But today, all the way across, all over, internationally, an internationally famous speaker, hypnotherapist Dr. Shelley Stockwell is going to teach us how to win big. And I mean win big on all levels. The level of being able to include wealth, health, happiness, relationships, and your spiritual well-being. Shelley, Dr. Shelley Stockwell, how are you this morning? I'm excellent. How are you, Carol? I'm really well. I'm so excited to hear about your brand new book. This is what? This is number 15 on your list of amazing books. Yeah, so this is number 16 of my books, and I've got four more coming out, so I've been busy like you. <laughs> How many do you have now? Oh, I, now I have eight. Thank you. You're so kind to share the platform there on that. I have eight, and I'm very excited about them. We're trying to get authors out who want to change the planet and help people out, and, and you definitely are way uh, uh, the leader of all of us on that regard. Well, tell us what the title of your book is. It's called Win. Coaching Guide for Yourself and Others, and it's W-I-N with an exclamation point, and the reason it's a win book is because if you're going to coach yourself to have what you want, you just feel like a winner, and you can coach other people to have what they want so they're winners, and then we all win. So the book is basically how to win-win, how to, how to be your best, and um, most of the information comes from my work helping coaching individuals and companies to be successful. And individuals, of course, want to win physically with radiant health. They want to win mentally with clear thinking. They want to win um, in in emotional ways so that they're in positive mind states instead of negative ones. And, of mm-hmm. course, they want to create abundance for themselves, you know, and love and, and money. And it's interesting because even people who run corporations are exactly like all of us. They want mm-hmm. to win on all those levels, too. And, um, of course, when, in companies, you have to win getting along with your employees. Um, and in life, you have to win getting along with your family and friends. <laughs> We're all in this together. Yes, and the more we're actually expansive ourselves, the, 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 the more we're capable of embracing a winning mentality, the more people around us can actually do that too because if, if we're small, we're going to shrink the people around us, chances are, and if we're huge, we give them all the space to also be huge. All right, what are the tools I want to know? <laughs> okay, so actually the tools are interesting because the book uh, includes 37 secrets of top paid professional coaches. And for the listeners, uh, in many countries, and particularly in America right now, coaching is huge. It 
I think it's because we used to have a mentoring kind of society where, you know, when you were a kid, you might have been chosen or or chosen or been chosen for you a a path in your life. You might have had to apprentice with somebody for your life. Well, we don't have that same apprenticeship kind of culture anymore. We have a little bit of it, but not as much. So how do you um, succeed in something maybe you don't know a lot about? Um, from the simplest things like how do you become a good mom or a good dad or how are you a good child bearer to how do you run your own business? How do you communicate on the Internet? How do you mm-hmm. uphold the laws of your place where you live and still succeed and win? So um, this book is the secrets that the top paid coaches use to help people win. And so one of the secrets, secret number one, that top-rung coaches use is they lovingly and brutally and consciously motivate you to huh. off, they they do that so that you will disclose what you think and feel so you become self-reliant so you direct your inner talk and outer talk in a positive way hmm. and it it's it, number one rule of top-rung coaches is You've got to be loving and brutal at the same time. You've got to tell the truth to your person mm-hmm. and say, wow, you know, when you do this, is it working for you? And the person might say yes or no. And they do mm-hmm. that through different tools. Like one tool a top-run coach might use is what we call suggestive questioning. And suggestive questioning is you ask the questions that help people self-disclose or mm-hmm. you ask yourself the questions that help you self-disclose. So you might say, what do you want? So let's do it with you, Carol, can we? All right. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> okay, Here we go, everybody. So Carol, so, Carol, what do you want? Oh, you know me. I love everything that I have. I'm just right on course. So I'm going to think even bigger. What I want is a, a, a billion dollars to be able to even expand my lifestyle, which is actually very awesome, and also be able to implement programs that will help people build their dreams, but not by just handing them money, but by educating them in their field, like providing them mentors and helping them have guidance all the way along so they will take the money supported for them, not to spend, but to invest, so that they can also grow and help other people grow. And that's a, that's a dream that I have, Shelley. Walk with me on that one. It's a beautiful dream. Now... Can you put that dream in one sentence? Expand my financial well-being way beyond the ordinary, way beyond what I have now. Let's let's say let's let's put it at the ten-digit level. How about that? And okay. Be, okay, and be able to uh, also then implement programs that enable individuals to expand themselves too. That right. wasn't very short, was it? <laughs> no, it was okay. That's good. Now, okay. uh, when you assess how you're doing in this goal, are you closer to it than you were, let's say, a year ago? Uh, yes, I think so. And what did you do that worked for you that got you closer to this goal? It- Expanded my network and my outreach in terms of what, seeing who's out there, who's doing what, how to market, increasing my ability to market, 
seeing this world as a small nut to crack as opposed to a huge albatross. Right. So, so <laughs> you got more global in your thoughts. That's why we're there on the we radio go. show with people all over the world because you got yes. more global in your thoughts. So one of the things we know about you just from these few questions that you've answered is you're what we call an up chunker now. Because Uh-oh. some people are down chunkers, which means they think only in small things. They think about one foot in front of the other. Or they think about, gee, I've got to write this little letter on the computer. But you're thinking very globally. You've expanded mm-hmm. your perception to a bigger place. Yes. So we would say that you've learned, probably through your self-coaching, to be more expansive or to up chunk. Sounds like up-chunkers, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, very interesting. Up-chunkers. Okay, up-chunkers. So that's, okay. that's, that's an NLP term or neurolinguistic programming term, which means that you have expanded your perception from the details to a more expansive thing. Now, that doesn't mean the details go away. It just means that you're balancing your perception. You're not just mm-hmm. focused on little teeny micromanaging. You're also focused on a global plan. Right. Okay, so so one of the things that I learned from the suggestive questioning, which was just asking you a few questions, was what do you want? That was the first uh-huh. question. Yeah. And define it. And how yeah. are you doing in that quest? And you answered. And um, now there's some very important ways to stay up while you're doing this process, because sometimes, you know, we have ups and downs in processes. So some other suggestive questioning, which is just one way of getting people motivated that professional coaches use, is to ask questions like, Carol, are you in sync with your natural state in this goal? Mm. Okay. So that's the primary question. Are you in sync with your natural state? In other words, is this natural to you, this goal of expanding? Is this feeling natural? Is it seeming natural that you're reaching the whole world and increasing your wealth and teaching people to expand their wisdom and wealth and and self-discovery? Okay, so if I interact with the question, I would say yes and no. And, and I would say I want to deal with a no first because – the no is, is that no, I'm having to expand myself outside my field of comfort and easiness. I'm having to think broadly, and that's not always that easy. Okay, so what attitude or behavior can you embrace right now to be more in sync with this? Shelley, to talk with people like you who are internationally interfacing with people and say, how do you do it? What is the mindset? In other words, reaching out to mentors who are already doing it. I think that's key. That's right. So you're, one of your keys here to make yourself in sync with your natural state of abundance for you and for the world and, and enlightenment is for you to talk to other people. So if you were to talk to someone about this, what would you want to know? For example, you said for me, what would you like to know for me? Oh, I have a racing of all sorts of different questions that come through. Okay, how do you make your international connections, number one? Number two, what are ways of generating uh, huge amounts of money that uh, are that are easier than the hourly or the day-by-day or the, in other words, it's 
we're talking about generating financial success. It doesn't take a lot of time because the truth is we only have one week in a week. Okay, so let's let's think about money. Everybody out there, think about money. How many okay. of you out there like money? Do you like money? We got somebody on the line. Let's see if they like uh, money. Oh, who's on the line? No, we've got people in the chat room. Let's see, people okay, in the good. chat room. Do you like money? Oh yeah. Okay, you? they're saying. Oh okay. yes. Well, do you, you like know, money? Some of them are saying a little bit afraid. Okay, good. So, so the first thing is, if you want to have money. You have to have a loving relationship with money. So we're going to do a little song that's going to help you love money. Ready? Okay. Repeat after me. I like money. Come on, Carol. I like money. I like money. I like money. I'm open to receive a lot. I'm open to receive a lot. I deserve it. I deserve it. <laughs> money is good for me. Money is money good for is good me. Good for me. Let's put together. I like money. Like money. I I'm like money. I'm open to. I'm open to receive a lot. I deserve it. I deserve it. Money's good for me. Money's good for me. <laughs> okay, so this overrides some negative hypnosis people have received. A lot of people have received negative things about money. When, in fact, money is just an exchange of energy. In some cultures, they don't use money. In very few cultures today, they exchange mm-hmm. goods. Mm. Well, we don't always exchange goods. Now we exchange these pieces of paper or coins, and it's a way of exchanging energy. So I come to you, and you give me something of value, and I want to give you something in return. It's a natural reciprocity. Right. So understand that you get people the opportunity to value what you teach by paying you something. So, mm-hmm. for example, I could give my books away, and that would be very nice and fine and dandy, but people value more what they pay for, even if it's just a few dollars downloading it, you know, or whatever. They paid for it, and they bought it, and now it's something that is an exchange of energy. They exchange their hard-earned cash for a product, which in this case would be one of my books. So they get Stockwell's hypnosis book. Now, when they read the book, let's say, or the win book, they read the win book, they read the book and they have more of an invested interest in it because they invested in it. It's like if somebody gives you a used sweater, okay, Mm -hmm. it's brand new, they never wore it, but they give it to you as a present. You know, it's very nice and all that stuff, but, you know, it was theirs, and it doesn't have the same energy as if you go to the store and you put your money down and you buy the sweater. Right. Uh, for those of you in Australia, the jumper. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> the jumper. So, so um, there's a kind of invested interest in people giving money for something, exchanging energy with you. And you give people a chance to get more benefit from what you offer by having them pay. Hmm. So, for example, for 35 years, I've had a drop-in group at my house. I do it because I love it. I I tell people they have to pay $10 to come to the drop-in group. Why? Because that $10 
invest them in the group. Yes. And people value what they pay for. I'll tell you a true story. Now, this is one of the coaching tools. It's called Teaching Tales. True story. Okay. Okay. Um, I have a friend who lived at my house for free for a year because she didn't have any money. Mm-hmm. And for the year, I did hypnotherapy and I did psychic readings for her. And my spirit guide, Kendra, came through and talked to her and gave her great advice. I did great hypnosis on her, and she'd say, Shelly, you know, thank you very much. You know, I really appreciate it. And, you know, thanks for letting me have a place to live. And that was kind of the way it went for a year, right? Right. And it never changed her life. Mm-hmm. And her life had a snag in it. It was a big mm-hmm. snag. He was mm-hmm. uh, dating somebody who was completely unavailable, and it was going nowhere, and she knew it, he knew it, but it didn't matter. She was going to keep doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and and I kept giving her great insight as to why that wasn't working for her, but it was, my insight mm-hmm. wasn't very good, and even hypnosis when she got her own insight didn't stick very well. Okay, mm-hmm. so then... One day she calls me up. By then she's moved out. She says, Shelly, the most amazing thing happened. Oh, my gosh. I went to see this psychic guy, and he did this reading for me, and I have it on tape, and I've listened to the tape like 50 times, and it's changed my life, and everything is better now. I'm changing everything for the better. And I said, really? Oh, that's wonderful. She's going to bring the tape over. I said, oh, great, bring the tape over. So she brings the tape over, and mm-hmm. we put it on the machine. And this guy told her everything I had told her for a year, everything she had told herself for a year, okay? I said, wow, that's great. How much did you pay for this? And at that time, this was a tremendous amount of money, $350. Wow. And I said to myself, I get it. I get it. (laughs) I get it. Thank you, God. I get it. All right, I get it. So the story is, she didn't value it till she paid for it. She didn't value it till she paid for it. So that's wow. what we call a teaching tale. I just told you. That's beautiful. That's, so beautiful. So when you tell a story, this happens to be a true story. Sometimes it's a true story you make up, but this is a true story. <laughs> when you tell a teaching tale in the coaching process to yourself or someone else tells you a story, we learn well from stories. So having heard that story, Carol, is there anything in your attitude or behavior that you could shift right now so you thrive more? Well, yeah. So it's just going to make me think about all the things that I do for individuals and um, and how that can convert into actually charging money. You're saying charging money for your product is a means of helping those you help value what you give. That's what you're saying. That's right. People value what they pay for. And it's not that we don't value free stuff, but it's just like, well, that was free. But if you pay for it, all of a sudden, I mean, what's the most expensive pair of shoes you ever bought? Every time you wear those shoes, you know, these are my really special shoes. I take care of these shoes or a car or something. Isn't it true? I guess, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's like I know I have like, well, I mean, a silly example is my wedding dress, okay? Mm. Now, I didn't pay a fortune for it, but I paid a lot of money for me compared to the other things I would have bought at the time. And... That dress is like, besides being my wedding dress, 
Mm-hmm. I paid money for that dress, and so I had mm-hmm. it specially cleaned and put in a box, and I keep it very special because I paid a lot for it as well as being my wedding dress. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So in, in, you in, deprive in, people of value if you don't charge them. Okay, let's do that again. You deprive people of value if you do not charge them something that helps trigger inside of them the consciousness of value and the value they need to reap from what you're giving them. That's right. That's okay. right. So that's right. good. Yeah. So then the question is, what do you need to do to stay in alignment with who you really are and what you really want? Oh, you're asking me, straightforward, or yeah, everybody? That's okay. another. That's another suggestive question. In other words, we call okay. it suggestive questioning, because I'm manipulating you with questioning to take responsibility for abundance and helping change the world. Now, one so, thing I want everybody to know that's listening is that Dr. Shelley Stockwell talks in examples. That's why this is so dynamic. She puts you in the middle of the exercise in the process in order to really kind of feel what she's offering. So I just want to recap. So, so far you've said that in order to be able to coach yourself to success, you do suggestive questioning with yourself. And one of the questions is, and you also ask yourself, are you in sync with your natural state? You can also tell yourself tells that help you be able to create kind of a coaching process inside yourself, a a storyline that gives you a narrative to put your cap on and really thinking about how you need to change things. Am I following you correctly so far? Right, but we missed step one, which step one is what do you want? What do you want is step one. Once you know what you want, then you have to know if you're in sync with your natural state to get it. All right. So we need to know what you want first. And if you don't know what you want, which we'll go back to step one here for a second. If you don't know what you want, then the most important thing is for you to write down a list of things that you might want. You know, mm-hmm. so, um, and if you're working with someone, I'll do this exercise with you, Carol, and anybody out there who helps other people, you can do this with another right. person. Okay, I'm going to ask you, Carol, what do you want? And you've got to fire out an answer really fast, okay? And when you, you fire up one... You fire out the answer. It has to be real quick. What do you want? What do you want? And I'm going to keep asking you that. I'm going to be very annoying. If you can't think of something right then in that moment, you have to say everything. Okay? Are you okay. ready, Carol? Okay. Yes. Carol, what do you want? You might have of money that I can help others with. What do you want? <laughs> Come on, quick, quick, quick. Uh, a lot of money. Oh, everything. What do you want? <laughs> everything. What do you want? You might have of money I can help others with. What do you want? A humongous amount of money that I can help others with. Oh, what do you want? A humongous amount of money I can help others with. <laughs> okay, good. So that's a good thing. She's really clear now on what she wants. Now, for yes. some people not, who are not as clear, because we already we already got you got yourself clear a long time ago on this, I think. But a lot of people um, are confused. They they want this, they want that, they want the other thing. And so you just keep asking, and pretty soon one solid thing will manifest for you. You can do it in the mirror. That's what I did years ago. I just kept looking in the mirror. Shelly, what do you want? Shelly, what do you want? And what came back for me is I want to be happy. I want to be happy. I want to be happy. Ah. And so then I would say, okay, so you want to be happy. Is that the most important thing to you? Yes, it is. Okay, then what can you do right now in this moment to be happy? 
Yeah. So keep putting your money where your mouth is because a lot of people are idea people. They throw out a million mm-hmm. I want, but they don't throw out the next step, which is what are you going to do? So then okay, so now, we go back to, now we go down to step two, which was, am I in sync with my natural state wanting what I want? So if I want to be happy, am I in sync with my natural state to be happy? And my answer was yes. Mm-hmm. And are you in sync with your desire to have lots of money and help everybody? Okay. That yes. would be the next question. And then the next is what attitude or behavior is helping you do that? And what attitude or behavior may be keeping you from that? Okay, what attitude and behavior may keep you from having all that money and um, helping the world? Okay, very good. Okay, so what is there an attitude or behavior that keeps you from making lots and lots of money and, and helping people? You know, I think that I fight that feeling of feeling very small and uh and, and, and therefore like too small to be in that big place. And I think that okay, that's so, so yeah. now here we are with the up chunk, down chunk idea that coaches oh, use. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. So you're feeling little in a world that's big. Yeah. So how do we make you feel big and also be in sync with the part of you that feels little? Okay. So there's lots of techniques. One would be a hypnosis technique. Of course, my book, Win, has a lot of these techniques in them. But basically, I would ask you, I would ask to talk to the part of you that feels little. Directly to the little girl. How old is she? Oh, she's about five. Okay, so I want to talk directly to the little Carol. May I speak to you? Yes, Shannon. Now, so, all those that are listening right now do exactly the same thing, but carry on your own dialogue, and that's part of also coaching yourself. Is that right, Shelley? That's exactly right. This book okay. is written so that you do it with yourself. But okay, I'm, so I'm on the radio with you helping you do this so that listeners can do it too. Okay, so, so I'm five years old. I would, you're five years old, and you're very little. Okay, yeah, very little. I'm just yeah, are there people or yeah. yeah, big people around, and I'm very happy, and I'm very content, and everything is comfortable and easy. It's, there's no real effort involved in anything. It's a very comfortable place. <laughs> That's good. Okay, so you're a happy little girl, uh-huh. and you're little, uh-huh. and those other people, they're big? Yeah, you're not too big. They're just, they're just hanging there. They're there. They're How protected. big is your mommy? How big okay. is your mommy? Oh, not just normal size, very protective and helpful. Um, oh, okay, so she's very protective and helpful. And your daddy? Um, you know, very productive and helpful and kind. I see. And when they when they talk to you, what do they say about you being big? That I can do anything I put my mind to. Okay, so they tell you you can put a, anything you put your mind to. So I'm talking now to a little five-year-old. Yes. What would it be like if you put your mind to being as big as your mommy and daddy? Okay, I'm going to do that. That sounds like fun. That sounds like a fun okay, thing. Well, let's okay, pretend to be, let's pretend to okay. be very productive like daddy. Okay. All right. Okay, now, does daddy make lots of money? No, uh-uh, he's really, really happy. <laughs> okay, so let's see. Can you pretend to be really, really happy like daddy? 
Yeah. Only Daddy would be very proud of you if you could make more money than he does. Oh, yeah. What do you think? (laughs) Okay, so so why don't you imagine your daddy smiling on you and you're as big as your daddy, you're as productive as your daddy, and you're very happy, only now you're making lots and lots of money. Okay. And have your mommy and daddy smile at you and grow and be just as big as they are so you're all standing shoulder to shoulder looking at each other, eyeballs to eyeballs. Okay, we're doing it. Okay, good. Take a deep breath. Yeah, okay. I'm still talking to you now. You're bigger, right? How old okay. are you now? Right. How old are um, you now? I'm, I'm, I'm 25. You're 25. Okay, good. Uh, I'm speaking to the 25-year-old Carol right now. Okay. Um, Carol, the, the more mature Carol, would like okay. you to join her. She has a goal, a pursuit. Her goal is to make lots and lots of money and help the world thrive as well and to be happy. Okay. Are you willing to be big enough for the whole world and help Carol to do that? Because she needs a little guidance on this. Well, yeah, I'd be willing, but who knows how? That's kind of like impossible. (laughs) Okay, so you think it's impossible. Okay, good. So you think it's impossible. So tell me something. Has there ever been a time, I'm talking to the 25-year-old Carol, who is mm-hmm. now making more money than Daddy, shoulder to shoulder, eyeballs to eyeball. You got it. 25 years old now. Okay. Has there ever been something that seemed impossible and you did it anyway? At 25 years old... Yeah, no, probably not at 25 years old. <laughs> Certainly at 57 uh, years old, but not at 25. Not at 25 years old. Okay, so mm. maybe there's going to be a 57-year-old grown-up Carol that you're going to become. And okay. And she's done some very, very big things that she thought were impossible. Yeah. Are you willing to let her be your teacher right now because she has a goal and she needs your assistance? Sure. Okay, so I want you now to stand next to the the older Carol, the one that's grown up. Okay. Shoulder to shoulder, eyeball to eyeball. Look her okay. in the eyes and ask right. her to be your teacher to do something that you thought was impossible, but she could teach you how to do it anyway. All right. What do you two think? Okay. Is it? Can we do it? Can she be your teacher? Uh, you know what? The answer is, Shelley... Um, she can drive the force toward getting the teachers that are necessary. Is that a good answer for you? Yeah, I think I think it's a good idea to to go get the uh, the the tutors, so to speak, associated with some of those. The, the coaches, the coaches we call them in our book. Yeah. Well, okay. Coaches. Okay. Good. So you're willing to be coached along with your own personal coach, the grown-up Carol, right? Yes. To do something that you thought was impossible but could actually become real. Yes. Okay, good. Take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. Thank you, and become integrated into your greatness. And all the listeners out there, just breathe in all your subpersonalities and be whole and holy. Good. Wonderful. Okay, now let's come back to this conversation because we're really doing a lot of different techniques here, which are all okay. coaching techniques in the book. Okay. okay? Mm-hmm. So in and the again, wind book, they... 
So okay, the Alexa, title of the book again, I'm going to write it in, and how can they find it, and then we're going to go on. The name of the when? book is Win, and they can call me at 310-541-4844, 310-541-4844, or email me at uh-huh. Shelley, S-H-E-L-L-E-Y, Nicholas, N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S, at Cox. C-O-X dot net. That's Shelley, S-H-E-L-L-E-Y, Nicholas, N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S, at Cox, C-O-X dot net. And they can okay. They can buy One. it also. They can buy it on the website, hypnosisfederation.com, also through PayPal. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. okay. Okay, so now in the book, what we've just done from the book, which, you know, is really cool techniques. One, we've done suggestive questioning where I've asked you lots of questions and you've given me answers which are helping you introspect and think, what is it I really want? And how am I going to get it? And am I in sync with my natural state? And what Mm -hmm. attitudes and behaviors are helping me move forward and what's holding me back? Mm -hmm. Well, we found something that was holding you back a little bit, which was this idea that it's too big that you were not chunking up enough yet, okay? And we talked to the little child who seemed to be running that program, and we're helping her to have a a better attitude along with the grown-up you, which is we're going to get the mentoring or the coaching we need from outside ourselves because we don't know how to do that just yet. Right. Okay? Okay. So those are like kind of basic Steps and the way we did it when you talk to a child inside of you, we call that subpersonality work, and that's where you talk to your sub cells. Now everybody is loaded with sub cells. They don't think about it this way, maybe, but you have yeah. a baby inside of you, and a little kid, and a teenager, and a grown up, and, and an old crone, and you have a silly one and a serious one and a carefree one and a diligent one and a lazy one and an ambitious one. We we have a sexy one and a non-sexy one. We have all these different sub-cells. Right. And the best way to be happy or have a goal reached is by integrating into your greatness the actual mm-hmm. thing you want. Okay. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So I'm going to do a couple of more suggestive questions with you. Do we still have time? Yes, we sure do. You have another half hour. Go for it. Okay, good. So now this is for you and the listeners. So we'll do some suggestive questioning. Okay. Ask yourself, and Carol, I'm asking you. Okay. How will it benefit you to have all this money and help the world? How will it benefit you, Carol? Oh, on, on lots of different levels. It it makes it easier to be able to support those programs I happen to believe are going to have a huge impact on the evolution of human consciousness. So I get Very to select good. yeah, I get to select what I want to invest in and those individuals I think are going to be powerfully able to do that. Good. And what is the truth about this? That's the next question. What is the truth about this investment in these people? It ushers them into an evolution. It ushers me into an evolution, and then it becomes a perpetual kind of domino effect. It's like it's nice. all about passing it forward. 
what are your options right now to make this truth be told all over the world? Okay, you know, it's the Internet. There's nothing stopping us anymore from reaching people. And I see that with my radio show, my YouTube channel, with my books. It's going out everywhere. And I know that you had the exact same experience. There are no limits on this planet anymore. That's right. So if you are 100% responsible for benefiting yourself and the world in this way, exactly what would you be doing today? Today I'd be reaching out internationally on my radio show, my YouTube channels, on talking to different people all over the planet about the projects they're doing, um, converting some material into finances. Okay, I'll stop. (laughs) That's wonderful. Okay, so you're implementing now in this moment the things that get you the results you want. Is that correct? Uh, Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Excellent. Okay, so take a moment now, and everybody out there, take a deep breath and be fascinated by your answers. Be fascinated, Carol, by the words you spoke and the thoughts you thought, and just sit quietly for a minute and think about those things. Okay, now while we're sitting quietly, talk to us about the emotion of fascination. Okay, Okay. so fascination is really going in to find out. It's to focus, or I call it hocus-focus sometimes. It's hypnosis where you go in and you embrace your own words and your own thoughts and you meet them in the silence that lives behind them, which is where things manifest. Mm. So just take a deep breath and think about these questions I asked you as sentences now. Mm. I benefit in my goal by... Yes. Okay. The so truth about this—the truth about this is—I know okay. my options, and I'm open to new options. And I am a hundred percent responsible for mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. and what I will do. And I now implement in this moment what I need to do to get the results I want. Take a deep breath and absorb that. And what happens is you're now programming your mind to move forward in your goal. Okay? Take a deep breath. How do you feel? Oh, I feel um, it's almost like this clean, crisp energy has just descended through my head and down into my chest and I feel like eager to, to, to move. I feel like it's energized. Really good word for it. Good. We feel energized. So, Carol, mm-hmm. here's some more questions. Are you ready to have what you want? Abundance and changing the world. You know, it's interesting. I said uh, almost, and that means that there's some stuff that I need to kind of like at least look at and see if it's worthy of attention or just sweep it out. Okay. So, take a deep breath now. And what are the obstacles in having you be worthy? of having what you want. Ooh, I want to hear your answer to this one, Shelley. Time, time, time. Time constraints. Okay. okay, so your obstacle is time. And so take a gentle breath and let it out. Okay. 
if you had enough time to do what you want to do, what you would you be doing? Probably everything that I'm doing now, but on a uh, 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 but maybe on a larger scale. Okay, so take a gentle breath. Let me tell you a sentence, and all the listeners listen to this too. Okay. You probably heard it before, but just see how this sinks in or thinks in. Okay. Is there a way? to work smarter and not harder. Okay. Just think that way. Is there a way to work smarter but not harder? So, Shelley, would it be okay to say to myself, even though I don't know what that smarter way would be, to say, you know what, there's a smarter way to do this and I'm going to discover it soon? Perfect. Okay. Perfect. So that's that like a self-coaching so, sort of thing, okay? Exactly. So now what you've done through appreciative inquiry is you're you're like exploring your possibilities by asking the right questions to yourself. And so you know that there's this possibility of working smarter and not harder, and you're going to find it, and it's going to be make it all easier. So are you ready to use the power of your deepest mind to have that smarter but not harder? Yes. Good. So why has it been the way it's been where you haven't worked as smart as you can up to this time? Hmm, interesting question. So why at this point, um, uh, ooh, I don't know that I know that offhand, but that's a great question, okay? All right. Okay. Okay. Now let's go. Let's try another one here. Okay. What would happen if you had what you want right now? Okay. And how would you know that you did it? I'd be seeing the domino effect of individuals progressing in their life and helping others progress as well. We'd be seeing the cascade of individuals living life really fully and completely with integrity and at the same time uh, just lots of really effective energetic uh, progression. And you said you'd see it, so what would it look like? Um, I'd be in contact with these people on a regular basis. They'd be telling me about their levels of success and how it's cascading with others. Um, It would be like um, a cluster that would be growing uh, organically. And I could see that on all the Internet sorts of things that I'm working with. I'd see that in the context I have with people. I'd be seeing that in in the lives of my clients and my patients as a psychologist. Okay. So is there a request that you'd like to make right now as you're reaching these people around the globe so that they can let you know how they're doing? Okay. I don't know how to approach that one. What what are you you trying to do? Well, let's start with a simple question. All the okay. listeners out there on the chat rooms and in listening to this show, right? would you be willing to email Carol Francis and tell her how you're doing and how it's how you've enjoyed listening to her and how she's impacted you? Okay, yep. Go ahead. I'm going to have that little chat box there. You're welcome to chat with me. I know okay. you're out there. I'm there. So yep, every, time you're on the, every time you're on the air, Carol, mm-hmm. you tell people, it's important that you let me know how you're doing. Okay. 
and you make that part of your intro to every show. Please okay. chat room, email me, contact me, and let me know how you're doing. Okay. And I will do the same with you. I'll tell you, let you know how we're both unfolding here in this process. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. Okay. Anybody answer us mm-hmm. yet? Good. Yeah. Are they letting they're... you know how they're doing? No, actually, they're very quiet. They're there. I see them, but they're very they're quiet. Okay. Okay, well, they'll they'll let you know. And so you just request, please let me know how you're doing. Because, you see, when you're on the radio, it's a very weird and interesting thing. You feel like you're talking to yourself sometimes. It's like you're you're in a conversation with you because you're talking to a phone or a microphone, right? But there are other people out there who are just thoroughly enjoying, they're thoroughly enjoying being with you, and it's important to you, as in your evolution here, to hear how they're doing. That's an important feedback mechanism you want, right? Okay, so I think what you're powerfully illustrating right now in terms of using me is that you want to define the the ways in which you're going to measure that you are moving toward that goal or that you're accomplishing the goal in the moment. So today I'm going to define that I'm succeeding in this way or this week or this month, and if I am doing that. In other words, what statistics, in a sense, do you measure your progress by? And if you're not progressing, you can shift it because you know you're getting the feedback you, you, that it's either working or it's not. Right, and I came to that this discussion because you made a statement. I said, what would happen if you had what you want, and how would you know you did it? Right. And you said, well, you know, I did it. I knew that I succeeded in jump-starting the world and myself if I if I knew that they were succeeding and I and I was reaching them and I was helping them. I, would, I need the feedback. So now I'm suggesting that you give them, this is, again, an energy exchange. It's not a money exchange, but it's an energy exchange. Tell me how we're doing. Okay, yeah, that's great. Okay, so everybody, you're going to contact me when you listen to this on demand after the program, and you're going to say, this is how this is changing my life. So listen to Dr. Shelley Stockwell, myself, and later on Dwayne Law. Let us know. Give us feedback how you're progressing so that we can, like, all learn from each other. Okay, that's so right. it's done. That's so let's, good. Move, let's, let's move to the next phase. What would be um, okay, the, so next, the next stage? stage? Let's say you already succeeded. And you had all the results you wanted, and you proved to yourself that you help people evolve and grow and love themselves and be successful, and you did that for yourself, and you're rich. So let's say that that result has already happened, and what does this result mean to you, Carol? What does the result mean to you? Okay, we're making a dent into the planet that is going to have a critical point of reference, that one day... We really will have voice in terms of how we allow our politicians, um, our, our, our war leaders, et cetera, et cetera, really impact us or not. We will know that we don't have to be small in the face of those who think, know that they're big or act like they're big. And we will take charge to make sure that this is a well-run planet. Right. Okay. So you're going to know that's the result now. Meditate on it, dream on it, okay. close your eyes right. and absorb it. And everybody, while you're while you're absorbing it, I'm going to just say that 
you know, your mind is the most powerful thing you own. And as you absorb the ideas of what you want and you absorb it as if it's already happened, then the power of your creative mind already makes it happen because we are the manifester of wisdom and truth through thought. And so the power to imagine something as you're doing right now is the identical power that makes it real. So take a deep Mm -hmm. breath and say an affirmation in the present tense as if it's already a done deal. I am now a successful whatever and I am now making whatever money you want and I'm now doing whatever you want and it is so. And just absorb it, absorb it in the here and now as a done deal. Beautiful. This becomes your hypnotic mantra or prayer. The power of your words and energy now enters your mind. And your words now reflect you and what you want. And you reflect your words. And other people are drawn to you because you reflect this thought. Mm. And this thought is now strongly embedded as a done deal. Take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. and let it out mm-hmm. and in the realm of this exercise only positive thoughts because okay. you're speaking directly and clearly with your subconscious mind and you easily say the right thing and say it to the right person in the right way at the right time and you speak people's languages so they understand mm-hmm And you're feeling good and you're thriving and you're aware of what's best for you and what's best for your higher self and what's best for others. And you're uplifted. Beautiful. And your questions are, in fact, your answers. Hmm. Your questions are all answered and they become the answer. So by appreciative inquiry, which is only one of the techniques of this book, but it's a good one, you ask yourself questions and you answer it candidly and honestly and so remember the the first rule I told you is mm-hmm. a top rung coach lovingly and brutally and mm-hmm. consciously mm-hmm. motivates you so that you become your very very best I mean that becomes a cool tool right yeah you know, coaching coaching itself is like a personally rewarding career you know if you're coaching mm-hmm. others but yeah. it's also a personally rewarding career if you coach yourself because you win. And yeah. and the and the rule is winning coaches lovingly, brutally motivate you on a conscious and subconscious level, which is what we've just done with you. Yes. So take a deep breath, Carol. Okay. How big are you now? Huge. <laughs> That's right. Huge. And go ahead and hug the whole world and let the whole world hug you back. Oh, delicious. Wonderful. Nice. And now you know you work smarter and not harder. Got it. And then get the information and the tools you need to move forward toward billions of dollars if you need it to do yeah. the amazing work you're doing to help the world love itself and each person to love themselves. And you're helping, you are like becoming the best friend 
to people all over the world, and they are your best friends. Beautiful. It's quite peak to have best friends in every country of the world. You become their Yeah. So Mm -hmm. you become like the parent, the teacher, the counselor, the trainer, the organizer, the business person, the healthcare professional, you name it, you're training yourself and others for that kind of success. Right. So I'm understanding is that your book Someone could sit down with it and say, okay, where am I in the process of really becoming more of a winner than I already am? And and, and your book can, like, help. Uh, it's, it's like a, a treasure map. It, it says, okay, you first you turn here, and now this is the process you take, and then it can read through that and then get to the next step, and then the next, and the next, and the next. It's like a treasure map. Oh, that's beautiful. It's Yeah, and it's highly experiential. So you do, there's exercises in every chapter for yourself or if you're coaching another person. So, you know, it, it's, and if you're going to do coaching as a business, it teaches you how to run a business that way. Nice. But it also teaches you how to coach somebody. So, you know, one of the things in coaching that's in this book that's really cool is Chapter 5, which is called Focus on Your Genius. Okay. Because once you know what smarts you have or another has, you use that to your advantage or their advantage so they move to the head of the class. So like a lot of times in some cultures they say, well, you're really smart because you can pass an IQ test. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're really smart. It means that you're really smart at passing that IQ test. Yeah. Because the IQ test may not measure other smarts. So, for example, in this book, there's like dozens of IQ tests of different ilk. So, for example, there's people who are analytical people, and they have a high analytical quotient. Hmm. But there's also highly creative people, and they have a high intelligence quotient of a creative genius. I would say Carol definitely is strong in creative genius. So let's say, well, take. I'm going to give you the creative genius quiz, Carol, because I know how you're going to score it. Okay. All right, here's the creative genius quiz. Before you do that, what are the different categories? You have analytic, creative. Oh, okay, there's quite a few. So I'll I'll list them out for you because there's quite a few because there's quizzes for every single one of them. Wonderful. Let's go for it. I'm going to put it on the chat room. Go for it. Analytic, creative. Okay, so here they are in, in... in order of the quizzes here. All right. The first intelligence is analytical intelligence. Okay. The second one is creative intelligence. Mm-hmm. The third one is emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. Next is existential intelligence. Those are people mm-hmm. who are way out there somewhere understanding bigger concepts. There's mathematical intelligence, Mm. musical intelligence, nature intelligence, Mm -hmm. physical intelligence. A lot Mm. of our athletes, they have this genius in their physical abilities. Mm -hmm. There's practical intelligence. Mm. Streetwiser. Yeah, those are street smart people. Mm-hmm. Okay? There's resiliency intelligence. Some people, 
They can mm-hmm. go through the peril of Pauline and come out just fine and dandy. They just keep mm-hmm. moving, no problem. They just mm-hmm. deal with stuff. Okay? Mm-hmm. There's people who have self-introspective intelligence. In terms of knowing themselves, they know themselves like the back of their hand. They know themselves. Mm-hmm. They're geniuses about knowing themselves. Mm-hmm. Then there's social interpersonal intelligence. They're geniuses about knowing other people. Mm-hmm. There's spatial intelligence. And then there's verbal intelligence. Now, usually when people take the test, they find that they have several of these strong suits, and that's great. And there's Mm -hmm. exercises to capitalize on the strong suit. But if you're weak in an area, it may be wise to coach yourself or to coach another to develop those abilities more so you're more balanced and we have exercises to do that too so we start out by assessing your particular brand of brilliance because you have it and just because you didn't have the same brand your mommy and daddy sold doesn't mean you're not a genius it just means that you have a different kind of intelligence and we Mm. have to honor that so for example in my family um my my parents were both very intelligent in many ways, and I was a different kind of intelligence. I was very creative intelligence, very artistic. And they used to put it down. They go, there she is drawing those dumb little pictures again. <laughs> oh, no. Because they didn't get that that was my gift. They missed it because they mm-hmm. could only see past their own filter and their own their own gifts, you see. Mm-hmm. So it's very important when you're coaching yourself to celebrate your gifts because you do have them because you are a genius and your ability can have many styles because everybody's good at something. Mm-hmm. And whatever your intelligence, that's what is going to be your tool to learn and to access wisdom and, you know, to be successful, to win. Ah. So, so, you know, your signature strength coaching will assess your intelligence and then have you capitalize on it and if you're weak in an area would have you develop that one that would be why you would do that particular chapter so i wanted to give you the creative genius quiz maybe we still have time for it uh, we have two more minutes okay. are we going to be able to do it okay oh, everybody you got to get okay. this book this is so interesting okay okay the book is called win and it's by shelly stockwell nicholas Mm-hmm. And you can go to hypnosisfederation.com to get it, or you can email me at um, ShellyNicholas at Cox.net. Okay. okay, here's a quiz, Carol. Okay, ready? Okay. Mm-hmm. Just answer yes if it's true. I'm highly creative and original. Sure. I can spell the word cat in many ways. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I am open to feedback. Uh, yeah. I see things from a different perspective than many others. Absolutely. I listen to others only if they only if I I listen to others even if I disagree with them. Yes. I think outside of the box. Yes. But I still understand the box. I think so. <laughs> I love thinking up new possibilities to change the world. Yes. It's fun for me to work on many projects. Yes. I envision the future, and I'm not always yes. attached to the outcome. 
Yes, absolutely. I'm optimistic. Yes. I'm good at brainstorming. Yes. Others are amazed at how creative I am. I get that comment, yes. Why didn't I think of writing this quiz myself? (laughs) Yes, how did you know you read my mind? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, so those are the kinds of quizzes that we have for each one, and then you kind of map out your intelligence quotient. So I know we're out of time, but I was great talking to you and all your listeners. And... um, and I feel free to call me, Shelly, at 310-541-4844 or email me at ShellyNicholas at Cox.net. Okay, let's do that again now. Do the telephone number again. 310-541-4844 or ShellyNicholas, S-H-E-L-L-E-Y, Nicholas, N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S, at Cox, C-O-X, dot net. That is just beautiful. Shelly, thank you so much for pragmatically walking us through through a way to walk into the clouds and be able to really create solid things that will change our lives. Thank you so much. Super. You're welcome, dear. Lots Have a love. great day. Okay. You thank you. Bye, darling. Thank you. You know, Dr. Shelley Stockwell is uh, in, located in the Rancho Palos Verdes area in California. That's the South Bay area of Los Angeles. And if you want a dynamic session or sessions with her or go classes, she's more than available. And not because she has all this time, but because she just makes time for people who want to change their lives. In addition, she travels around the world carrying on amazingly soul-searching, spiritually-oriented, self-expansion trips that uh, will actually change your life as well. So Dr. Shelley Stockwell, and you can also get in touch with her through hypnosisfederation.com. But I have another treat for you, and right after a 20-second break, guess what? We're going to talk to Dwayne Law, and he has written a book called Before Meds, After Meds, Complementary and Alternative Medicines for Anxiety and Depression. And I've been just ingesting this amazingly rich, dense, and available book. Uh, it's coming out very soon. I've gotten a free copy, aren't I lucky? And you'll be lucky enough to be able to figure out how to get a copy as well. So I will talk to you in exactly 20 seconds. Stay tuned. Looking forward to talking to uh, Dr. Dwayne Law. Here we go, and we are now with Dr. Dwayne Law. Dr. Dwayne Law, hello, how are you? Would you, doctor? I keep calling you one because I'm reading this book, and I feel like I'm in the hands of a really well-educated doctor. But are you a doctor? Well, you know, it's, well, you know, it's funny. A lot of people like to call me one. I'm actually an acupuncturist and a naturopath. I'm very old vintage. I'm one of the earliest acupuncturists licensed in the U.S., so they weren't giving us doctorate degrees back then, and I've been too busy since to go back to school. But um, I do know a lot about how we can affect our mental health with things you can find in the health food store, and I look forward to um, enlightening your listeners about all of that today. I just want to say that in reading your book, I'm, 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 both, I'm very impressed with the content and the research behind it. Again, the book, everybody, is Before Meds, After Meds, 
Complementary and Alternative Medicines for Anxiety and Depression by Duane, D-U-A-N-E, Law, L-A-W. How can they get in touch with you first before we go any farther? Well, um, okay, I've got two websites, um, www.naturalstresscare.org. That's Natural Stress Care with a A, not Stress Cure, because Natural Stress Care.org. And I also have a site called the Self-Care Advisor, selfcareadvisor.net. And listeners can buy the book on either one of those sites. They can also get in touch with me. I do offer telemedicine consults. So if people are interested in the of ideas that we'll be talking about today, there's all sorts of ways that they can be in touch with me and avail themselves of my expertise. Do you have any, like, uh, email or phone numbers you're comfortable giving out? The email is duane at naturalstresscare.org. That's D-U-A-N-E-L-A-W at naturalstresscare.org. And the telephone is 310-498-2777. That's 310-498-2777. Okay, I've got that all copied on the chat room there, and I will be putting that also out on Facebook, et cetera. So enlighten us. I'm just going to say that what I find intriguing is that you have almost 100 pages of references that verify the research you've included in this. And that this book, when I was going through it, it, it yes, I can read through it, but I can just, I've, I've got my list of what I need to implement in order to increase my energy, help my immune system, deal with my hormonal changes, make me happier, uh, calm me down, and I'm looking very much forward and handing this to every single one of my patients as soon as I can because this is life-changing information. So where do we begin? Where do we begin on this amazing Bible of nutritional changes that you've offered to us? Well, first of all, I just want to emphasize that I'm not anti-medication in any way. There are times when it's very important to consult medical doctors, be stabilized, especially if people are, you know, in in extreme circumstances, a danger to themselves or others, looking for the exit, that kind of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a vast middle ground between um, relying on uh, cognitive and talk therapy, which as powerful as it is, even in terms of changing neuroendocrinology, there's a lot of evidence accumulating that um, that uh, therapy is very effective at helping change mm-hmm. people's neuroendocrinology, um, yes. even more effective in many cases than the pharmaceuticals. But mm-hmm. they all have a in-between relying just on therapy or going to med meds. There's a, a huge variety of options that have been hiding in plain sight, many of them for more than 60 years. And that's what my book is about, and that's what a lot of my work is about, is educating people about the things that they can do for themselves to get the most out of therapy, to stabilize their, 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 brain, their brain function. And where this discussion really needs to start is the difference between modern diets and ancient diets, um, mm. because that has a lot to do with how... That that has a lot to do with why our neuroendocrinology can be so thrown off. You know, Dr. Carroll, I'm sure you've encountered people as I have. There's lots of people out there who have a lot of free-floating anxiety, and they don't don't really know what to do with it. You know, and Mm. the conscious mind is a fix on things in the external environment that, you know, seem to be causes of the anxiety. But, Mm -hmm. you know, as... I know you've seen and I've seen too in my work, 
sometimes if we manage to help people resolve that issue, they'll immediately pivot to another source of anxiety. And in cases like that, you know, it raises the question for me, is this coming from the outside world or is it coming from the inside of us and how much could our neuroendocrinology be involved and how much is someone's diet contributing to that? That is so – what I find with my clients who have anxiety is that it is it is not so much the content of their anxiety as it is the biochemical or the uh, conditioned responses of anxiety so that once that one issue is taken care of, they still have this floating anxiety that stays there, and they desperately look for the next thing to attach the anxiety to because if they can solve that next thing, maybe they won't feel anxious. So it's like surfing from one anxiety topic to the next anxiety when what you're suggesting, it's the state or the physiology of anxiety that's actually holding them captive. Is that a way of thinking about it? Well, that is a way of thinking about it. And, you know, I'd I'd emphasize that one size doesn't fit all in this Mm -hmm. or anything else. Absolutely. So... In any individual case, you can't say, I'm anxious, therefore I need to, you know, look at my diet. However, I think in many, many, many cases, diet, nutrition, and particularly the changes in diet over the last, well, you know, one point of view says 120 years since industrialization developed to the point where we could have access to large quantities of sugar and salt and other things like that, processed food. Another point of view says that the problem really goes back about 12,000 years to the invention of agriculture. Hmm. Wow, interesting. Okay, so how's that? Well, okay, let's look at it this way. Scientists tell us that life has been a work in progress on the planet for about a billion and a half years. Okay. Okay. And all the mechanisms of cellular growth, energy production, um, cellular communication, um, energy, energy production, damage repair, reproduction, all of those things, they've all been works in progress for a billion and a half years. Mm-hmm. Now, humans have been around, you know, anywhere from a couple hundred thousand years to a couple of million, depending on who you ask and where you draw the line. Um, and I also want to offer a tip of the hat to any of your listeners out there who are of the opinion that the relevant figure is 6,000 years, that's fine. Um, we don't really need to debate that. Um, in okay. any event, we can all agree that things were very simple for a very long time. Hmm. And it's not really well understood that we didn't really have access to large amounts of carbohydrates at all until the invention of agriculture about 12,000 years ago. Before then, we would get our carbohydrates by you know, eating leaves, uh, roots, um, you know, maybe a few seeds we could gather in the wild, but nothing like what we get when we start growing grains. And we're we're very programmed, though, to crave things Mm -hmm. like carbohydrates. Brain will only run on carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. So our bodies are designed to crave them, and we're designed to be motivated to seek them out. And... um, the um, the bottom line here is that as we've gotten better and better at supplying refined carbohydrates to ourselves to satisfy this craving, um, we've ended up imbalancing our neuroendocrinology quite severely. Uh, different people suffer, you know, to different extents from this. But particularly in those who have huge sweet tooth, I just want to say to your listeners out there, and 
I just want to sidebar here. I am not a fundamentalist about any of this. Let me confess to sometimes having an unhealthy relationship to Ben and Jerry's Heath Bar Crunch, okay? Um, <laughs> All right, we'll give it to you. But, you know, so I'm speaking from experience. There are ways, simply, first of all, the most important thing is to recognize that if you're dealing with a lot of anxiety, if you're depressed, if you're self-isolating, if you have a hard time expressing yourself and speaking to others, and if at the same time you have a huge sweet tooth, the two may be related, and I'm here to tell you that there's also a very simple solution. But let's save that for a little later. Okay. Um, I could tell the story of how I got involved in this. Do you think that would be good? That would be good, but, you know, I do want to hear that. But at the same time, you're, you're leading me right on a ledge of sitting there saying, okay, okay, we have sweet tooth, we're all like into white flour and, and so forth. What, what are the remedies that we can implement that, I mean, I'm really big on this. Okay, let's, I, I know my problem, but what's the remedy? I mean, in your book, what I like so much is that it offers the remedies to try this micronutrient or try this or alter that, and that will end the cravings that you're saying our body wants and seeks carbs, that's natural, that's ancient, but we've gotten off the path of the types of carbs that don't lead to a cycle of awkward and crazy cravings. What are some of the solutions for this? I want to hear some solutions. (laughs) Very good. Let's drill down into this and cut to the chase. Um, All right, well, first of all, first of all, if we have big sweet tooth, if we've been indulging our taste for carbohydrates and it's getting away from us, the first thing to recognize is that refined carbohydrates are very uh, nutrient depleted. And so one very simple thing to do is to just start resupplying some of those basic nutrients because some of the effects come from the draining of trace minerals, the draining of B vitamins, the draining of you know, antioxidants as they fight to protect us from the inflammation that the insulin surges uh, create. Um, quick sidebar again, um, you know, when, when, we, when we consume large amounts of processed carbs, um, when we consume large amounts of processed carbs, the body has to do something about it because sugar is very sticky stuff. And if it doesn't, we'll end up trembling ourselves, basically. So what the body does, it's, it, it secretes insulin. Insulin is pro-inflammatory. This whole process of dealing with overloads of refined carbohydrates, again, drains the micronutrients. So basically, I think people do better when they take care of four basic legs. And those four legs are these. I think everybody needs a good B supplement. I think everybody needs a good chelated trace mineral. I think everybody needs a good essential fatty acid. And I think everybody needs um, antioxidant supplementation. Um, and I can spend a little time going into this if if you think you're listening to like Oh, absolutely. I think we I think we're all we all know and now we want to know what our toolbox is. Give us that medicine bag, give us the toolboxes. This is wonderful. Okay. All right, very good. Well B vitamins are essential for the body's production of energy. So you can think of them a little bit like the spark plugs in your car's engine. Okay? Okay. They yeah. supply the energy themselves. But they're essential catalysts. In each of our bodies, we have, excuse me, in each of our cells, there's little chemical fires burning, okay? Mm -hmm. Basically, we oxidize fuel to provide the energy we need to move, think, stay warm, digest our food. 
right now my body is burning carbohydrates in order to talk to you. And yeah. burning them at a fairly rapid rate <laughs> because I'm on. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Me too. Uh, yes. So now, you know, in nature, when a fire burns, it's hot, right? And things turn into ash. Yeah. But this doesn't happen inside our cells. How come? Well, the body's very clever. And again, it's been at this really for a billion and a half years in its own way. You know, I, I like to encourage my, my patients to think of their bodies not as being 30 years old or 40 years old or 50 or 60 or 70, but to think of themselves as the last little bud on a tree of life going back to those very first cells in the primordial ooze. So oh. you know, um, essentially I think it's in terms of nutrition, it's important to think of ourselves as being a billion and a half years old. So oh, wow. how, how do these cells make energy? Okay. Well, it's a watery environment. So what do we need? We need a catalyst. We need something to help us burn that energy at a slow, controlled rate. And, uh, you know, cases of spontaneous combustion aside, um, we, we, we want to do it in a way that, that, you know, doesn't interfere with all the other delicate, wiggly machinery of our bodies. So it's B vitamins that make that possible. B vitamins are catalysts, and catalysts lower – the chemists call it the activation energy of a reaction. In other words, if you want to light a candle – you can't just sit there and stare at it. You need to bring a match to it. You need to bring a source of flame. Okay, so that's the activation energy of what it takes to get the candle going. Now, catalysts lower the activation energy. So we don't have to carry a flame to the mitochondria in our cells. We just have to take B vitamins. B vitamins help the mitochondria burn energy. Now, that is oversimplifying a bit. All of these okay. nutrients have multiple roles in the body. B vitamins are also very important for um, the body's ability to put together and take apart all kinds of things that it needs to make to run. For example, neurotransmitters. Neurotransmitters need to be generated. They need to be released into the gap between our nerve cells in order to carry the signal from one cell to the next. And then once they do that, they need to be broken down immediately or that signal keeps being carried and it becomes overstimulating. B vitamins are involved in both aspects of that. Now, one of the more interesting aspects of this, back in the early 20th century um, in the South, um, there was a problem called pellagra. Um, I'm sure you've heard of it. Maybe some of your listeners have too. It's almost unknown today in advanced mm -hmm. societies. But back in the early 20th century, pellagra was a big mystery, and a lot of work was done. They thought it might be communicable, but they couldn't figure that out. Um, yeah. so a lot of research was done to try and figure out why are people getting pellagra, and what are the symptoms of pellagra? Well, it was scratchy skin and skin lesions, and it was also schizophrenia. And through the heroic work of some people who later sort of had to fall on their own swords, it was determined that what was going on was that corn – was binding with was, was making it impossible for the body to absorb B vitamins, and the corn itself was low in B vitamins. So people were getting depleted of B vitamins. When they got to a certain point, they would start developing the symptoms of schizophrenia. Now, there was a doctor named Abram Hoffer in the 1950s and 60s who got very interested in this, and he decided that he wanted to try treating schizophrenia with B vitamins, and he found that if he gave people who were just beginning to go schizophrenic, people who were just starting to show the symptoms, if he gave them massive doses of B vitamins, um, he could pull them back. 
and they wouldn't develop the full-blown syndrome. Hmm. Unfortunately, he and some of his colleagues, uh, people like Linus Pauling, they were all pretty progressive politically, and the 1950s and 60s were a very polarized environment, much like today. And so Dr. Hoffer and Dr. Pauling found themselves on the wrong side of a fence with most of their professional community. And the scenario played out much like the, what we're seeing with the debate about climate change today. Um, a lot of other doctors, a lot of other researchers decided to see if they could use B vitamins to help schizophrenia, but they didn't use it to help recent onset. What they did was they tried wow. to use B vitamins to cure uh, fully blown schizophrenia. And it didn't work. And so you had Dr. Hopper here saying, hey, listen, you know, if I use this early enough, we can stop this from developing. They came back and said, no, B vitamins are not a cure for schizophrenia. We can't reproduce your results, even while not mentioning that they weren't really trying to reproduce his results. Okay. That's the story that got out into the world. And so today we have the idea among far too many in, you know, all sorts of healing professions um, that B vitamins have absolutely nothing to do with mental health. Yet, in my own work, I find that uh, very often, if people are anxious or depressed, and we go about resupplying B vitamins in the right way, then they often come out of the clouds. Particularly if they also, you know, start working with the other four legs, the other three legs, excuse me, the stool. Yeah. So, okay. now I'm sure you're wondering. Everybody's wondering, what is the right way to take B vitamins? Okay. All right. Okay. Here's the deal. Remember, B vitamins are like the spark plugs in your car. Right. Now, imagine a car that goes 100,000 miles with no one ever changing the spark plugs. Okay. What's going to happen? That car is going to be running inefficiently. It's going to be producing a lot of smog. Okay? Yes. If bodies have been running without B vitamins for a very long time, a similar situation develops in the body, except that the smog usually doesn't come out the tailpipe, although it certainly can. Um, the smog goes into the body's fat cells. Basically, if the body doesn't have enough B vitamins to do what it's trying to do, um, oxidation becomes inefficient and more waste products are produced. Now, okay. the body does have ways of identifying, disarming, and excreting those waste products, but those, those pathways themselves require B vitamins to run. So when we come, become B depleted, basically we become smoggy inside so to speak. Um, okay. Let's get to that image. I know yeah. certainly I did before I found out about all of this. So now the body will store its toxins in fat. If the body encounters molecules that it can't identify, disarm, and excrete, well, I guess it has to identify them. It can't disarm them and excrete them. Then its option is, its best option is to get them out of the bloodstream, away from the internal organs, away from the central nervous system. Where is it going to put them? Fat tissue fits the bill. Okay. Surrounds it with nice fat cells. It's not in circulation anymore. So here's the deal. When we resupply B vitamins, all of a sudden the energy is there again. And the body goes, great, let's clean house. And there's two steps involved in cleaning this house. First of all, the toxins have to be mobilized out of storage in the fat into the bloodstream. Okay. And in the second step, they have to be washed out of the bloodstream and out of the body. If step one okay. happens fast, step two, toxins back up in the bloodstream and people get sick. And it can take all kinds of different forms. Often it will look like a cold or a flu. 
but I've seen everything under the sun, uh, scratch, itchy skin. Uh, one guy felt like he got kicked in his gut. Um, you know, and it's not that the B vitamins are toxic. Gastrointestinal issues are often also a sign, by the way. It's not that B vitamins are toxic. In fact, I've learned that if people start taking B vitamins and get these symptoms, it's actually an excellent sign. It, it, it augurs very well for how they're going to feel when they're finally, um, you know, up to speed with the Bs. But the okay. question is, the, 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 excuse me, the solution is to take things slowly. And so what I tell my patients, I say, look, if you've been taking a multivitamin on and off over the years, if you've been taking B vitamins now and then, you probably don't have to worry about this. But if you've gone 20, 30, 40, 50 years without doing any B supplementation, then what one needs to do is go get a liquid B and start very slowly. Oh, um, liquid B. And, and it's very important if you go looking for a liquid B to make sure that they don't just give you B12. Because sometimes mm-hmm. you go to the health food and say, I want a liquid B, they'll assume you want B12. No. You want a full complex of B vitamins in liquid form. Good, good health food stores will sell them. The yes. standard dosage is usually, oh, some are a teaspoon a day, some are a tablespoon a day. If you haven't been mm-hmm. taking B vitamins, start with two drops per day. Okay. Um, Take that for about five days, six days, then go up two drops to four. Stay there for five or six days, then go up to six. Keep an eye out for ceiling symptoms. Anything that suggests that your blood is becoming saturated with toxins that your body can't excrete, and the answer isn't to stop the B vitamins, but to back off. Let the body wash what's already been and sit in motion, okay? Um, And then once it's been washed out, Start up again at a slightly lower dose and stay there and gradually increase. Going from nothing to 20 drops a day, which is about half a dropper full, is the tricky part. Once somebody's about 20 drops a day, you should go to 25, then to 30, to 40, stepping it up again every five days to a week. It can take a couple of months to bring somebody up to speed if they've never taken B vitamins. What are they going to feel um, like on two levels? Yeah. What are they going to feel like when, when their body is too saturated with the sludge that's being released from the cells, and what will they feel like when they are um, in the optimal range of having bees in their body? What are some of the subjective or physical symptoms that suggest either direction? Okay, well, again, it's not like, you know, sometimes in extreme cases you'll come up with a unitary diagnosis like schizophrenia and pellagra for B vitamin deficiency. Okay. I think it's okay, actually. Yeah. Um, right. But more often what you get is a general malaise, okay? Um, people don't have the pet that they had when they were younger. They have a hard time concentrating. Um, maybe it's too easy. You know, I see a lot of people who reflexively fall into negativity, especially with all the stress everybody's under these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that chronic negativity is certainly consistent with B vitamin deficiency. I'm not going to say B vitamins cause it because there's a lot of causes, but it certainly is consistent with someone sliding into a kind of cynical, you know, it's a dog-eat-dog world kind of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know as well as I, I do. The frame of mind that we take out into the world with us in the morning, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. An out- at the end of the day, we'll have lots of great reasons to justify any frame of mind that we take out into the morning, yes? <laughs> yes. So, That's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, so, okay, so that's, that's 
you know, one way of looking at bees, um, bee depletion. Now, people are getting their bees. Generally, you know, there's more bounce in their step. The best time to take them is in the morning because they give us energy. And, um, you know, be able to think clearly. Um, but, again, I, don't, I wouldn't say that just simply taking bees would do this because, again, there's three more legs to this four-legged stool, and then there's some issues to talk about with respect to macronutrients. So, um, okay. Okay. The um, the second the second step is trace minerals. Okay. Now, I don't care too much where people get their B vitamins. I care a lot about where they get their trace minerals. If B vitamins are like the spark plugs in our car, trace minerals are like the nuts and bolts. We don't need very much by weight, but there's essential parts of everything the body is trying to put together. So, okay. Um, but here's the issue there. Well, first of all, let's, let's just back up just for a second. I just want to mention the reason we can't, you know, some people like to think that they can get everything they need from food. I run into this from time to time. Yes. The problem with B vitamins is they break down in heat and wash out in water. So unless okay. you're on a raw food diet, you're not going to be getting all the B vitamins in your food. The problem okay. with trace minerals is that we farm in the same soil, okay? Your listeners may realize that down in Central and South America, they can't just cut down the jungle and plant. Mm-hmm. Um, the issue is mineral depletion. Tropical soils don't have very much in the way of minerals unless you're living in an area that had a lot of volcanic activity. Mm-hmm. So if they want to farm in the tropics, they have to burn the jungle, unfortunately. This is very sad, but it's what they need to do to make a living. That returns the minerals to the soil. The minerals are all in the biomass. The plants suck them up because they need them to power their life cycle. So you burn the plants, get the ash back into the soil, then you can farm. We don't seem to have that problem in the northern hemisphere, the reason is we had ice ages. Glaciers mm-hmm. grind up granite and turned them into farmland with the help of a lot of flooding. Mm-hmm. But the deal, we can't be flooding out the farmers every spring. So what do we do? We dam up the rivers, we dike them off, this stops the flooding, and then we start farming in that soil. Mm-hmm. Well, in the normal of things, a plant goes through its life cycle, absorbs minerals from the soil, dies in that place, and returns the minerals to the soil in the same place. When we start farming, whatever minerals are contained in the harvested part of the plant get carried off out of the soil and eventually they get flushed out to sea. Okay. So as we farm in the same soil, season after season, generation after generation, there's a slow mining of the mineral content of the soil. And studies have been done showing that most people in industrialized countries are living on about 60 to 70% of, for example, the magnesium that we need. And magnesium really cuts to the core of the issues that we're talking about because it's essential for the relaxation of muscle and nerves. A lot of people are running around out there, magnesium depleted, wondering why they're anxious and thinking it's the economy or their family Mm -hmm. or their job. Sure, the economy, the family, the job can be an issue, but we're going to deal with those challenges a lot less effectively if we don't have enough magnesium. Mm -hmm. Now, most most, uh, vitamin supplements, Multivitamins, they'll give us our trace minerals in oxide, sulfate, and sulfide forms. Look on, the, look on the label. If you see something behind the magnesium that you recognize, it's probably an inorganic compound because the right way to do this is with chelates. Okay, these are compounds like picolinates or gluconates. And here's the deal here. When we take a mineral oxide or sulfate or carbonate product, that compound splits up. It hydrolyzes as soon as it hits our stomach acid. The mineral ion goes swimming off by itself. The oxide group goes swimming off by itself. Now, the mineral ion 
has an electrical charge on it. And what that means is that if it comes into contact with the long proteins that make up the gut wall, the size of these long proteins means they're neutral electrochemically compared to the mineral. The, the magnesium ion will stick to the wall. It won't pass through it, just like static electricity, just like taking a roll of tape, pulling it out, you know how it gets stuck to the wall? That's what the mineral ions in most multivitamins do. Okay. If we want to our minerals, they have to be surrounded by amino acids. That makes them neutral, and they can pop in through the wall and be used. However, if you take a mineral ion and surround it with amino acids, it makes the molecule much bigger. So you can't fit it into a multivitamin. So oh, it, it turns out to be very tricky to find products that give us um, 100% of our daily value levels of required minerals and also is, give us it in fully chelated form. Some will chelate it, but only mm. partially. Some will fully chelate what's in their products, but they won't give us daily value levels. So mm-hmm. if your listeners are interested, anybody who wants a recommendation on this, I don't sell any of this stuff. I remember why, you know, doc's offices are not drugstores and there's a lot of distrust mm-hmm. out there. I want, I want people that I'm working with to know that I'm on their side. I'm not selling product, okay? Mm-hmm. But if you're interested, anybody can send me an email to Dwayne at naturalstresscare.org or if you're just comfortable with the phone, you can call me. Give me your contact information. I will send you the sheet that I give my new patients that tells you mm. who to call, where to order, the very good trace mineral product. And the interesting thing about it is it's one of the cheapest ones on the market. It's something like $7 for 100 tablets. It's made by a little mm. company down in Cyprus, I think, that supplies a lot of the smaller health food stores. So um, I think that's the best way to handle that, Yes. Yes, you know, I I do want to just once again, readers, our listeners, and you're gonna you're gonna listen to this on demand. You hear this over and over again, but the Bible for this, that's what I'm gonna call it without without being blasphemous. (laughs) Is a Dwayne Law, whom you're listening to, wrote before meds, after meds, complementary and alternative medicine for anxiety and depression, and you open it up, especially the third section, and you're given so many details about everything that he's talking about so that you can really write it, take it in, work it through, and decide a formula that you are that's at least worth testing in your body, changing and shifting. And our bodies change and shift through weeks, through stress, through time of life, through hormonal changes, through and, and that you, you learn how to create a best friend with food and supplements that you're optimizing your body. I really think, Dwayne Law, your book is such a valuable reference. I just want to shout it out on the top of the hill so everybody can get a hold of it. So here we go. So well, I don't know that we want to spend the rest of the time on basics, but gosh, I do appreciate you comparing my book to the Bible. Um, please, though, I am I in no way should be compared to the author of the Bible, okay? <laughs> Well, you know, well, if I can so speak, that maybe you're just uh, channeling some great information about a creator that said, hey, we have plenty of things on this planet that are good for you, and um, and you're talking about number two, which is the chelated minerals, and you really do detail this really, really well. Oh, thanks. There you go. Uh, really well in your book. And I guess we're going to move on to the next, the third of your four uh, plates that people need to consider, right. and that is the fatty acids. Is that correct? Sure. Well, well um, it's actually essential fatty acids is the third one. Okay. 
okay? If B vitamins are like the spark plugs, if trace minerals are like the nuts and bolts in our cars, then essential fatty acids are like the electrical system, okay? okay? It's crucial for helping cells communicate with each other, and it powers a lot of the accessory pro uh, processes in the body. Um, now, the issue here, again, is one of sourcing. Um, we're talking about omega-3 essential fatty acids and omega-6s, okay? Oh, not the nine. same chemical properties that make these guys so useful to the body also make them spoil extremely easily. They oxidize if you sneeze at them. And the industry standard metal in the fittings for the bottling and pressing equipment for, um, for essential fatty acids is brass, as it is for all oils. Brass is electrochemically active. If an omega-3 molecule comes out of the press, hits a brass fitting, it oxidizes, and oxidation is a chain reaction in these puppies. Mm -hmm. So how can you tell if you're getting a good product? Well, first, first criteria for me is, is it refrigerated on the shelf at the store? Okay. Think of essential fatty acid products kind of like a head of lettuce in a capsule or a bottle. All right. You wouldn't mm -hmm. stick a head of lettuce just on a shelf in the store and refrigerated, right? And anybody yeah. who's selling their essential fatty acid products just unrefrigerated on the shelf either doesn't know or doesn't care how easily they spoil. So that's one indicator. Okay. okay. Um, I'm very fond of a company called Florabrand. Uh, they've retained a guy named Udo Erasmus to consult with them. He wrote the book, Fats That Heal, Fats That Kill. And if there's any book on the subject that's better than mine, it's that one. Um, he goes into a great deal of depth about how food has changed, what it's doing to us. And one of the things that he emphasizes is the crucial importance of reestablishing healthy omega-3, omega-6 balances. And you can't do that if you're using a rancid, oxidized product. Let's look at that issue for a moment. It, 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 it comes out in several different ways. Again, all of these nutrients have multiple roles. One of the things that omega-3s do is they are precursors for signaling molecules that the body uses to turn down the immune system. Mm. Now, just this morning, there was a piece in the Los Angeles Times about Imperial Valley and the enormous problem they're having out in Imperial Valley with, there's, a, mm. there's an enormous epidemic of asthma out there. What right. with the dust and the agricultural chemicals in the wind, yes? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, here's what, here's what that article completely missed. When the body starts mounting allergic responses, it's an additive thing, okay? Our, our body's immune systems are always reacting to things, but we don't get symptoms until the total reactivity is above a certain threshold, and then we develop symptoms rather quickly. So if we can reduce the total immune load on our bodies, sometimes even just 5 or 10%, we can have a dramatic effect on the symptoms that we're expressing, okay? So... I'm pretty sure that in addition to breathing in pretty polluted air, a lot of those poor kids in the Imperial Valley are eating a lot of common allergens, like wheat yeah. and dairy products. And so if there was a way to you know, enlighten them about this, even though they couldn't change the air, it might very well help a lot of those kids if they backed off on some of those common allergens. It would also yeah. help them if we could give them omega-3s, because omega-3s, again, supply the body with the raw material for turning down the immune system. Omega-6s are the opposite. Omega-6s turn up immune activity. Now, modern diets have shifted away from omega-3s to omega-6s. It's, it's several things. Grain products are very rich in omega-6s. So the more we eat cereal, the more we eat bread, the more we even eat whole grains, I'm sorry to say, 
the more omega-6s we're exposing ourselves to. Mm. Omega-3s were, well, they're found in grass, among other things. So, you know, 50, 60 years ago, our cattle ate grass, right? And then yeah. we got smart and we could, we could fatten them up faster and cheaper if we gave them grain. Well, what this did was it shifted American diets away from an anti-inflammatory meat uh, industry towards a pro-inflammatory product. And so another way of turning down the immune system, helping allergic reactions like that, is um, to take the omega-3s and balance the current omega-6 imbalance. Our diets are very rich in omega-6s, generally poor in omega-3s. So we want to do that. And then the last... Can yeah. I just say, how, how are the seeds, the flax seeds that I put on my cereal or I might, um, you know, add, or how do the seeds hold the omegas? How do the fish oil capsules that I that I actually chew every single morning and night, how do they hold the integrity of the omega? Well, the seeds do quite a good job of it. They're designed to do that. Okay. But the problem is they don't break down in the gut. If you're eating whole flax seed every morning, that mm-hmm. serves as a good way to stay regular. But you don't really get much in the way of omega-3s. If you want to get the omega-3s out of the flax, you need to grind it up. Oh, so okay. just take the seeds, put them in a coffee blender, grind them up, and then sprinkle the flax meal over oatmeal, or some people like to put it over salads or things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But that's probably the cheapest way to go, is to get whole flax seed, grind up a tablespoon or two a day, and just eat it. Um, now, I used to eat uh, I used to eat salmon all, you know, several times a week, but... Now I don't even trust the salmon anymore in terms of all the things I'm hearing about with fish and farmed and so forth and so on. But that used to be an awesome way of keeping that high. But I've noticed that the fish does not have the same impact on me it used to, so I've gone to the supplements. What's your comment about that? Well, again, I you know I remember Silent Spring. I remember Rachel Carson. I remember what happened to the bald eagles who were eating yep. a lot of fish, basically. They got so poisoned by DDT that the eggs they laid had shells so thin they were cracking. Right. This is back in the 1960s, and it's generally thought to be the beginning of the environmental movement. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's a phenomenon called the food chain, you know, where smaller critters eat bigger ones. And every time that happens, see, if, if a toxin that the body was not designed to cope with gets into the body, oftentimes it stays there forever because we haven't evolved the metabolic pathways to identify it, disarm it, and excrete it. So if you're – okay, let's, let's, let's take little tiny plankton, okay, out in the ocean. They make their living okay. by filtering the seawater that passes through them. At the end okay. of their lifetimes, they've got concentrations of contaminants much greater than the surrounding environment. Wow. Multi-celled critters come and eat them. They get the benefit of all the toxins that all of their food – absorbed during the food's lifetime. Mm-hmm. So the concept there go up. Then small fish eat the multi-celled critters. Bigger fish eat the smaller fish. You see where this goes. At every stage, mm-hmm. the biocontamination increases. And that's why, for example, um, Eskimos living in the Antarctic have some of the highest PCB concentrations in their flesh of any humans on the planet. Now, nobody's up there spraying them with PCBs. Mm-hmm. It's just that they eat the fish. Mm-hmm. So in this environment, I really have a hard time suggesting that people eat a concentrated meat product that comes from fish mm-hmm. all their lives. That's mm-hmm. why I stay with flax. But the issue there is the omega-3s in fish are much more easily converted 
by the body than the ones in flax. So you need a lot more by volume. If you're going the flax, you do get protected somewhat from environmental contamination, but um, you need more by volume. And that's why the approach is to take is to get a, a bottle and just take tablespoons of it a day, one or two a day. Some right. people have no that others don't like it. If you're buying it in capsules, it's hard to get enough flax to really make a difference. Okay. I think the um, the figure that Flora Brand uses is 14 um, large gel capsules equals one tablespoon. Wow. So that gets expensive. <laughs> and so, you know, again, the cheap way is to grind up some flax meal. Now, okay. if bee bottoms like the spark plugs. Oh, hold on. One more thing about the ESAs. Okay. On, especially as it pertains to mental health and cognition. On the cells, we have receptor sites. Those receptor sites bind with the neurotransmitters that are carrying signals from one cell to the next. Every time you think a thought, every time you feel a sensation, every time you lift a muscle, you are creating these neurotransmitters. They're binding with receptor sites billions of times a second. It's amazing. Well, those receptor sites are made out of omega-3s. So if you don't have enough omega-3s in the diet, guess what? You're going to have trouble with your receptor sites. But that's not all. Once the signal binds to the receptor site, the cell doesn't let the external signal into the cell body. Like a good executive secretary, those receptor sites generate a second molecule called a second messenger molecule. That carries the signal to the DNA and tells the DNA what to do, and that's where all the fun happens. Those second messenger molecules are also made out of essential fatty acids, omega-3s. So that's why I say omega-3s are like the system in the car. It helps different parts of the body communicate. And if you're dealing with a body that is going haywire and there's mm-hmm. chronic issues, and especially there are chronic inflammatory issues and no one knows why, then this may be one of the issues involved. There are others. Mm-hmm. Um, I can rattle on a little longer if you want. Well, let's go on to the next one because you really you have to leave your, your listeners a little bit hungry because they really need to get your book. <laughs> so there you go. Again, the book is Before Meds, After Meds, Complementary and Alternative Medicine for Anxiety and Depression. Just a sideline. When is this book going to be available to your, uh, to your listeners here? Well, pre-release copies are available exclusively on my website. Again, that's naturalstresscare.org, naturalstresscare okay. with an A, A-R-E.org. Okay. So you can Pre-release copies there. The book itself will be coming out in December, and that's when it'll hit Amazon and all the rest. So we're in the process okay. of gearing up for the release this fall. Um, you know, okay. um, I can cut to the chase real fast uh, with respect to the fourth leg. If B vitamins are like spark plugs, if trace minerals are like nuts and bolts, if EFAs are like the electrical system, antioxidants are like keeping the car clean. Mm-hmm. Antioxidants gobble up all the free radicals, and free radicals attack our cells, degrade them, cause inflammation. So you can think of antioxidants as natural anti-inflammatories. And so anyone who's out there dealing with an inflammatory disease, one of the things they need to consider, perhaps, is upping their antioxidant intake. Um, And it's kind of hard to do damage to yourself with antioxidants. So I don't think we need to talk a whole lot about that, except to mention that Linus Pauling was the one who taught us that higher primates, such as humans, um, guinea pigs, and fruit bats, are the only mammals on Earth who don't generate a lot of vitamin C in their own bodies all the time from blood sugar. Most mm-hmm. mammals can intercut blood sugar and vitamin C. If we were generating vitamin C in our bodies at the same rate as most mammals, we'd be generating 17 grams a day. 
That's 17,000 grams. Wow. Now, we live in a where chronic pro-inflammatory disease is seen as the cause of a lot of psychopathology, or at least contributing yes. to it. Yes. Um, it's the cause of all the classic diseases of aging. Mm-hmm. And everyone sort of scratches their heads and goes, where does inflammation come from? Yeah. Antioxidants, vitamin C, are natural anti-inflammatories. If we were like most mammals, we'd be making actually 14 to 17 grams a day, yet we're told we only need enough to prevent scurvy, the wholesale wow. breakdown of tissues from gross deficiency of vitamin C. Oh, wow. Yeah. Does anybody else see something wrong with this picture? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We're, we're, we're being sold a bill of goods in terms of how little we can function as opposed to how big we can function. So, yeah. So how about if I move back to wrapping up the discussion of sugar? Okay, but, but first, let's list off some antioxidants and sources of antioxidants, because actually this is probably the easiest one to get a hold of. Uh, but what would be the list? Very good. Well, okay, first of all, of course, vitamin C is found in dark green leafy vegetables, citrus, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. However, you know, we're not like our great ape relatives. We don't sit around, you know, munching away all day. So mm-hmm. one would have to eat a large quantity of natural things in order to get optimum quantities. Mm-hmm. Um, however, there's all kinds of antioxidants. You've got bioflavonoids and carotenoids. And they all have mm-hmm. their own roles, and they migrate to specific tissues where they protect those tissues. They all have wonderful, wonderful things that they do. Vitamin C recharges all of them. Now, you can get, wow. those, bio, you can get those bioflavonoids and carotenoids in brightly colored fruits and vegetables. So go to the produce department, pick out something that's brightly colored, and you are supplying yourself with a rich mix of antioxidants. However... Beautiful. Think of those antioxidants kind of like beat cops, okay? If a okay. cop goes out there and arrests somebody, what does he have to do? He has to, sit down and write a report. he has to sit down and write a report. He's pretty much done for the day, okay? Yeah. Think, think of free radicals like criminals out on the street, okay? Stealing from the large organic molecules that, that um, make up our bodies and leaving those molecules tweaked and broken, okay? Just like mothers would. Okay. Well, the beet cop, the bioflavonoid, the carotenoid, goes out there and collars the miscreant, takes them back to jail. Vitamin C is the jail. Okay? And once the, um, once the pro-inflammatory substance is safely in jail, then the cop can go out and grab another one. So you can recycle all those carotenoids and bioflavonoids endlessly if the vitamin C intake is adequate. And personally, I don't think you can get enough from um, diet alone. I mean, and I'm the kind of guy who always got a bottle of grape juice with me that I'm sipping on mm-hmm. for various reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's a good idea, I think, to take, oh, a half a teaspoon, which is about three grams, once or twice a day. Now, that's mm-hmm. a controversial position. A lot of people would disagree yeah. with me. There's a lot of scare stories out there about it. Um, if you do take large quantities of vitamin C, there is a infinitesimally increased risk of kidney stones. However, if you're getting enough magnesium in fully chelated form, it reduces the risk of kidney stones to the same degree that large quantities of vitamin C increase it. Okay. So, you well, know, these things work as a team, and that's why it's important for people to focus on them as a, as a quartet instead of looking at them individually. Right. 
you know, one thing that I've always told everybody is that our, if you look at this wonderful body, it's really just a chemical factory. And if, you know, whatever chemicals you're putting in there is going to create whatever explosions or calm you're going to have or whatever growth. So if your body is this amazing Petri dish, you can either put yuck in it and grow yuck or you can build wonderful foundation for liveliness. Um, but you have to look at your body as this chemical factory that really is looking to you to uh, to, to give it the supplies of what you want it to have. Um, it, it's dependent on our choices, and um, that, that's a, it's a mindset we have to embrace. The body is amazing, and the okay. DNA in each cell of our bodies is the energy and wisdom of the ancestors, a billion and a half. Years of accumulated knowledge encoded DNA. And if we give that DNA a rich supply of what it needs to do, what it's already trying to do, all aspects of our being are going to flourish. You know, it's like watering a houseplant, you know. Um, You know, we're getting very close to being done here. I just want to mention for anybody out there who is um, suffering with a bad sweet tooth, there is a cure. It's called okay. L-glutamine. L-glutamine. Dash okay. G-L-U-T-A-M-I-N-E. Okay, this is L. L. Dash. G-L-U. T as in Tom. A. M as in Mary. I. N as in Nancy. E. You have okay. to know how to use it. All right. And you'd, Go for it. You need three grams a day. That's three thousand milligrams a day. First thing in the morning on an empty stomach. No solid food for 20 minutes. And that will almost always, I don't think I've ever seen it not work in terms of um, turning off people's cravings for sugar. It also enjoyed a vogue as a cure for alcoholism back in the 40s and 50s, and I've seen it work for that too. However, Mm -hmm. I want to emphasize to anyone contemplating using it this way, like any powerful substance, it can be dangerous if misused. And you don't want to take L-glutamine indefinitely. It can be overstimulating to the brain. So I tell people, if they're going to take L-glutamine, I'd really love to hear from them so I can put it on my calendar. And eight weeks to the day after they start, I want them to stop. Usually they don't need it any longer than that. But I want to make sure that people don't get into a mode of thinking, oh, this helped me, I should take it forever. No, it's not a good idea. Take it when you need it. To shut off the sweet tooth and then stop taking it. That's very, very, mm-hmm. very important. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, this is so incredibly helpful. You know, I'm, I'm putting down all these notes in the chat room that I possibly can. I want to let everybody know this is coming from Dwayne Law. How long have you been in this field? What's your background? Well, I got into it. I got licensed about 30 years ago. Again, I'm one of the okay. earliest acupuncturists licensed in the U.S. Back in the day, we all wanted to be naturopaths, but there was no naturopathic license. But the acupuncture life let us practice naturopathy, so that's what we became. But it really goes back longer than that. Um, You know, I was a big sugar addict myself as a kid. I grew Mm. up in a family that thought sugar was harmless. And by Mm -hmm. the time I was a teenager, I was in really, really bad shape. Um, You know, every now and then kids go crazy in schools with guns, and everyone scratches Mm. their head and wonders, how could that happen? What are they thinking? I know exactly what those were thinking, and I can understand completely where they were coming from, and fortunately for me, I found nutrition before I found Smith & Wesson. Wow, um, nice. Yeah. Um, 
heavy sugar addictions will really mess up your thinking. It'll make you paranoid. It'll make you depressed. It'll make you anxious. And it'll alter behavior in such a way that people become vulnerable to bullying. Some of them become bullies, and some of them become the bullied. And if someone is being bullied regularly and they're in that heavy sugar frame of mind, it's a very dangerous situation. So it's really a shame that more people don't know that L-glutamine can fix this. It's also a shame that more people don't realize the way sugar can impact our frames of mind. You also uh, advertise some places, radio show, which I really appreciate, with something that made me laugh and then go, oh, and, uh, what, okay, tell me about energy drinks and spousal abuse. <laughs> That's kind of funny. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, well, there's a rather simple analysis out there that says that sugar gives us energy. And certainly, you know, sugar is a source of energy. It's what we burn, particularly in the brain. But the problem is, you know, if you drowned your car in gasoline, it wouldn't make it go any faster, you know. And in the same way, if we drown ourselves in sugar, it's just a complete overload, and it overloads the mechanisms that the body needs in order to function, and particularly the brain. And there's a fair amount of evidence starting to accumulate that, you know, there's been a debate for 30 years about whether sugar affected behavior, right? And on the one side, we've got parents and educators who say they notice that kids go crazy when they have too much sugar. And on the other side, we have scientists who say, oh, well, we ran our tests, and actually that's not true. We've proved conclusively that sugar doesn't affect behavior. Well, the problem is those scientists use models. Those models have assumptions embedded within them, assumptions that are often hidden to anyone but another scientist. Mm -hmm. And in this case, the work that was done back in the 80s, disproving supposedly that sugar-affected behavior, used artificial sweeteners as placebos. And they compared the changes with the sugar to the changes with the saccharin or whatever else they were using. And um, they didn't see any difference between the two. So they said, this is disproved, you know. Anything is just placebo. Well, it turns out that here's what happens. More recent work published just in the last few years shows that when we stimulate our brains with sugar or artificial sweeteners, the dopamine receptors reset. Let me just give a little background there. Dopamine receptors, again, they're on the neurons. They receive dopamine. Dopamine is the reward neurotransmitter. Dopamine is the neurotransmitter of falling in love. It's the one that cocaine uses to addict us, okay? And sugar applies dopamine surge. So when we have too much dopamine, the dopamine receptors say, oh, too much, we don't want this much dopamine, and they start to reset themselves. They're kind of like mushrooms. You know, they spring up on the surfaces of the neurons when they're needed, and they wither up and dry up when they're not, okay? And so things happen. When there's too much sugar in the diet, some of those dopamine receptors wither up and dry away, and the others reset themselves so they're not so sensitive to dopamine. And what that means is that over time, if we keep pushing the pleasure circuits, if we push dopamine, we keep pushing the dopamine, it becomes harder and harder to feel any pleasure unless we have that artificial stimulation. Mm-hmm. Sound familiar? Yep, yep. Well, the energy drinks are loaded with sugar. Uh, and sure, they'll give you a quick buzz, but your body will react afterwards. And sometimes what happens is, you know, in response to the unnaturally large um, surge of sugar, we have unnaturally large surges of insulin. Yeah. Those surges start to push blood sugar too low. 
Now, it's the job of the liver and kidneys to clear the insulin so blood sugar doesn't drop too low, but sometimes they're tired. Sometimes they're tired of the situation, too. They're working too hard all the time. Sometimes they're undernourished. Sometimes they're diseased or stressed in other ways. And if they don't clear the insulin fast enough, then blood sugar starts to drop too low, we get grumpy, we get irritable, and the body secretes stress hormones to raise the blood sugar. That's why we shake when we're hungry. That's why we're grumpy when we're hungry. So it's easy to find ourselves in a vicious cycle where we give ourselves a quick boost with the heavy sugared energy drinks, and then an hour or two later, we're on the downside and we want another hit. Sound familiar? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And we're going to just keep going until you finish this. Cal, this is awesome. So keep going. So this, well, this is the this poison of the energy drinks. Keep going. Okay. Well, um, you know, recently um, one of my friends reported a situation to me where, um, you know, his elderly parents were moved into assisted living and, it was time to clean up the house, and his relatives all descended from various points of the country to help. And for the first few days, they seemed to be getting along okay. But um, then there was, a, there was a, a process that they had to go through together as a family. Some frank views were exchanged, and some of the relatives took great exception to this mm-hmm. frank exchange of views. And they mm-hmm. came down on my friend like a ton of bricks. And he was really kind of puzzled because... You know, this had been a formal mediation-type process where people are supposed to be expressing their feelings. And, you know, instead what happened was the relatives, you know, ganged up on the guy afterwards instead of, you know, dealing with their differences in the mediation. So he was very, very puzzled by all of this and quite disturbed. One of the things he noticed was that the families were guzzling these energy drinks. They were guzzling a particular product named vitamin water. Now, I went to the grocery store, and I looked at a bottle of vitamin water. A bottle of vitamin water contains 32 grams of sugar. Sugar, yes, I know. Then I went over to my favorite poison, a pint of Ben & Jerry's Heath Bar Crunch, which, which you know, there was a time in my life when, before I realized what was happening, where I would indulge this stuff every day. My advice to anybody thinking about this is don't try to be a saint. You know, don't try and be perfect. If you've got an addiction to Ben & Jerry's Heath Bar Crunch, don't try and give it up always and forever. That's just too difficult, and you'll rebel. <laughs> Every now and then, indulge it a little, unless you're the type of person who can't take just a little. Fortunately, I am. I can take a little, and I can put it. So the energy drink had 32 grams of sugar. The oh, Ben & Jerry's Heath yeah. Crunch had 27. Wow. So people who are drinking those energy drinks, at least the vitamin water, I haven't checked out the others, but as you know, I think it's a safe assumption that a lot of them are heavily sugared as well. Mm-hmm. You know, basically they're drinking ice cream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's something that's sweeter than ice cream. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think that that might go a long way towards explaining the kind of poisonous behavior that my friend mm-hmm. was subjected to. Mm-hmm. It's just a, it, an educated guess. But uh, you, you, know, you know what I find fascinating is that, um, you know, eating disorders, and they come in all fashions and forms, Right. You can be a, a, you can be thin and be really fat because of the way your body is actually composed deep inside, and you can be uh, you know large and not necessarily have the same complications. I mean, you can have all sorts. Of, I won't even go into the details, but just eating disorders come in all shapes and sizes, and that in an opulent society, which is really what we are in our Western society, we have access to foods that actually kill us. And I just really don't even want to call them foods. 
clear of access to things that we can gratify our oral desires with uh, in plenty every second of the day. And because we're opulent, they're just accessible all over the place. And how curious that opulence really has led to our compromise. Whereas if we were busy needing to farm our own land and, and working hard, which is what non-opulent countries tend to be, we're actually just much truer to our ancient bodies, our ancient DNA, and a happier body could potentially prevail. That's my well, little moment. <laughs> you've hit on a theme that's been developed by a few authors over the decades, and this theme goes back at least 100 years at this point. If you look at, history, if you look at Western civilization's history from this standpoint, what you see over and over again are cultures encountering sugar, becoming colonizers. They go out, and the first generation conquers the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. The second generation gets very much into dissipation and decadence. Mm-hmm. And then the third generation usually loses the empire. Mm-hmm. And this went on, it went on with the Persians. It mm-hmm. went on with the Muslims after them the Portuguese and the Spanish after them, the French and the British, and it may be our turn right now. Hmm. Whew. Well, I just, I'm, I'm just I'm basking and listening to what you're saying because I really feel that this is, this is so essentially an avenue to our human well-being and our human evolution. And I am honored that you contacted me I'm honored that I, I got to read your book here that's sitting right beside me. I'm going to digest it and walk it into all the vitamin stores that I go through. I'm going to press them for a little bit. Whole Foods, Lindbergh, Vitamin Shop, and I could go on and on, but they really do offer an opportunity to address, and you have mentioned in your book, some other places that are really worth going to that provide the quality supplements that we need to consider. Um, you, you can't go buy these supplements any old where. Be careful of what's marketed to you in any fashion or form. Be conscious of God and you do to take very good care of it if you want it to take good care of you. Dwayne Law, you're awesome. Again, how can they contact you? And please call you and call me as well so we know how you're progressing on this. How can they contact you? Well, thank you again for bringing me on. It's been an honor to be here with you as well. Yeah. Um, uh, I can be contacted at Duane, D-U-A-N-E, at naturalstresscare.org. The phone is 310-498-2777. Again, that's Duane, D-U-A-N-E, at naturalstresscare, that's care with an A, dot org. 310-498-2777. I do offer telemedicine consults. You can ask me a quick question for eight bucks. If you go on the site, you can sign up, and if if you can fit it between an initial cap and a question mark, I'll give you an answer for eight bucks. Okay. Yeah, nice. I also also do twenty-minute consults, fifty-minute consults, and a complete makeover with thirty days of follow-up and hand-holding. They're all at very reasonable prices because I've slashed my overhead to the bone, and I offer you the savings. (laughs) Nice. Oh, that's Uh, nice. Yeah, we need to pay the value. We heard from our previous speaker, Dr. Shelley Stockwell, but we also um, we also need to be able to afford this. So I, mean, I really think that you offer what will change people's lives, and, and I really appreciate this time. Any other contact information you'd like them to have? 
Um, well, again, I have selfcareadvisor.net. That's my other website. But the naturalstresscare.org or the 310-498-2777 number works well. Or if you'd like to email me, again, you can actually email me to anything at naturalstresscare.org. You could email me at idiot at naturalstresscare.org, and I'd get it. So <laughs> send me anything right, to naturalstresscare.org, and I'll be in touch. Natural stress care is the magic formula for contact him. Well, I thank you so much. This is Dr. Carol Francis, and I would like all of the listeners and on-demand listeners are about to. We are in 30 minutes. This is going to be all on-demand and available. Pass this information around. Copy this program. Email it to everybody so that they can really digest both of these extremely helpful individuals and change their lives, and you will be helping to change their lives as well. These are, this is the program you listen to over and over again. There's just so much to digest. And this is Dr. Carol Francis. You can reach me at drcarolfrancis.com. Oh, gosh, here goes the spelling, D-R-C-A-R-O-L-F-R-A-N-C-I-S.com or 310-543-1824. I service the Los Angeles South Bay area, and I believe, Dwayne Law, you service the same area in addition you also service uh, Beverly Hills, but by way of your phone consult, you can service the world, which is awesome. Yes? I see people all over, all over Southern California. I have a concierge-style practice. I've found it's very important to educate people thoroughly if I want them to comply. And so yes. I tend to take a lot of time with people, and there's just no way for me to do that work at a reasonable price and cover office overhead. So. Yes. You can access me as a concierge-style practice. I also do consulting work for various psychotherapy practices around Southern California. I'm, at, I'm on staff at uh, Journey uh, Counseling and Coaching Services in Irvine, which is becoming Changes for Life. Um, I work here at the Marina Del Rey area with a therapist. And if there are any therapists out there interested in having me show up once a month to uh, consult with any of their clients who might need this kind of advice, I'd like to talk to them. Absolutely. In fact, I actually took this to a seminar with me yesterday where there were 300 therapists around, and the lead speaker looked at the book and he said, that is a very usable book. I said, you bet that's right. Listen, I'm actually going to interview him on my program in a couple of weeks. And uh, I said, yeah, absolutely. So he wrote it down. We're going to make this really uh, change lives. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, listeners, for joining me. Contact us. Again, drcarolfrancis.com or 310-543-1824. We are ending here, although I don't want to. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you, Dwayne Law. So appreciated. Cheers. Be well.